Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, sumo Kamu, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and the Basho's here. Yay, the sumo wrestling is back, so... That is what we are going to talk about today. There's never enough time to talk about all of the fights that we love. We're just going to cherry pick here and there things that impressed us, things that we love. But before we get to that, let's talk about, well, bingo first. Yeah. The last time I checked, it was a couple of days ago, we were up to 420 or 425 players. So as far as I know, there's a few cards left if you want to play with us. It's not too late. It's not too late. And I'm really sorry if Shodai is your center square. <laughs> We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> yes, but first, newsflash. Last week, I was off to New York City because uh, I haven't been back to that hellhole that I love in uh, seven years. So I went back and saw the sights of New York City. And this is one of the coolest things. I got to meet up with like sumo friends. And I got to hang out for the afternoon with Jay Wags. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the doyo. Um, he has a sumo. He has like a, a YouTube uh, presence and he does fun videos and stuff. And he's totally like in my world of theater and all that, but also a crazy sumo fan. I mm -hmm. met with him and Juliet, both huge sumo people. And so we sat down at on, I guess, Upper West Side and just had Guinness and ate and talked all about sumo. That was so cool when like my real world meets up with my sumo world. And then the next day I got to hang out with one of our listeners. We'll call her Kay. Keep her anonymous as okay. she prefers to be. Um, I met up with her at another Irish pub out in Queens. And we sat there for a couple of hours just talking about sumo and just had like the greatest time, like meeting some of the people who listen to us and some of the people that we interact with on the internet, like meeting in person. That was just like the coolest thing. I'm finding that all of these sumo people are usually my kind of people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Yeah. And I, I didn't have much time in New York, but I'm so glad that like that happened where I could just sit down and talk person to person with somebody that I, you know, people that I interact with. It was just cool. Yeah. So you guys know whenever we travel, we're going to be online going, who lives here and who lives there? Who can we meet for a drink and talk about sumo? Yeah, exactly. Because there aren't that many of us out there. No, they're, they're, they're growing. Are, but they, yeah. You know, JWAGS is somebody I had, uh, you know, interacted with on the internet and I knew of him and we had, you know, we had had communication, but Kay was somebody I had no idea. She just had been listening to us for a long time and was like, there's all these people that are in the sumo closet, as you will. Yeah, but who have big plans <laughs> a, to travel the world yes. and watch sumo wrestling in Japan and yes. Mongolia and do all sorts of exciting yes. things. Yes. So I don't know. It's just really cool to meet people in person. And I was just saying over and over, it just seems like you and I sit in a closet and make a podcast and you never think anyone's listening. But, but they are. <laughs> they are. All over the world. And it's really cool. Yeah. We also heard we did a, a group of videos for our monthly sponsors, mm -hmm. you know, as a way of thank you. So we mm -hmm. sent those out this week. Yeah. By the way, if, we you, heard... if you give monthly, we will send a personal <laughs> rambling video special 
just for you. <laughs> but uh, we got to know a lot more about some of our listeners that live all over the world yeah. and support us monthly. Very interesting people yeah. who have watched Sumo for years, and I'm just so happy to know them, even if it's only through email and strange video that we send you, and we we <laughs> make we make terrible impressions of like songs from My Fair Lady and things like that for you. But it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, exactly. It's a cool world out there, all these sumo people. Yeah. All right. So not really news, but I don't know if you've noticed in the Boss Show all these people in the little brown overcoats. That yeah, there's sitting... been a – yes, I have noticed them. Yeah, I just decided to do a little bit of research on who they were. Right. And those are called, I think, hoppy or they're jackets. They're like over jackets. And they put these little brown – jackets over their street clothes. And those people are part of a group of sponsors who basically they support the boss show. So it's a group of men in the picture online, but there are women in the audience. I just don't know if they're like, uh, no women in the no photo, in please. The photo. But <laughs> please. please. We can't have women in the photo. <laughs> please. Um, no, but there are women in the audience that have the, the overcoats on as well. And as a group, they support the whole kind of organization of the boss show. I think in and of itself. It's not individual wrestlers, kind of like being okay, a sponsor cool. for the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, the, it's not cheap. I mean, I, I think it's imagine. like thousands upon thousands of dollars. And of course, the we, perk you, is you get to, to wear the brown jacket and, and be like, yeah, I'm one of those richies. And then you get like prime seats oh, down below. Oh, I would below. do that. Yeah. Well, you'd have to throw out some change, some <laughs> trifling amount. <laughs> anyway, I thought I would fill you in on who those rich people are on the first, second, and third row. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're called the Tozaikai. And by the way, it's an organization established in 1945 with the aim of cooperating with the JSA's business, encouraging and promoting sumo wrestling, and contributing to the promotion of social morality and social welfare <laughs> through wrestling. I'm not laughing. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And they do all kinds of things. Like they they watch the events in Osaka. They give an award, special awards, and they have an incentive party for low-ranking wrestlers, um, I guess, to just, I don't know, boost morale yeah, or something. Yeah, incentivize them. Yeah, they support Celebrate local them. student sumo and adult sumo, and um, they like are they join in other philanthropy projects around town. I said that weird, but Phil you know. Philanthropic. I mean. <laughs> philanthropic, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So they are wrestling supporters. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And rich, generally yeah. nice people that do good things Support with their time and money. Support things in the community. Exactly. Yeah. Philanthropists. Like yeah. All right. And before we move into our meat of our podcast, I just want to say I've been watching Jurio that first day I watched Jurio. Yeah. It's nice because I was watching Rudin, who's back. Yeah. And... um and Inho. Those mm -hmm. are my two that I was just really enjoying. Those are the watching. only two that you're watching? No, I mean, Jurio? I watched all of it. Okay. But uh, it was kind of fun to just, I don't know. After you watch Sumo for a long time, you realize that the Jirio guys are, yeah, there's newbies, but then there's a lot of old faves. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you just kind of go back and just, you know, I want to hang out with some of my old faves. Oh, I get that. Yeah. You get, you get it. All right. Day one, everyone. All right, here we are, day one. Oof. Oof, it, what's the oof for? 
there's a lot to talk about. It's just how much do I want to share with you? Can we just talk about just overall how fun it is to be back? Oh, yeah. I mean, every six weeks, I'm like, I'm just so glad they're back. And and the audience this time is really vocal. And it feels, it almost feels like old times again. Almost. I mean, they're not shouting as much. They're really loud, yeah. like as far as clapping, because there's more of them there. Plus, and there, it's also can, in Osaka, them, so it's different. Yeah, but you can hear them going, ooh, and ah, yeah, the mumbling. Every I time love it. Shodai wrestles and they're like, ooh, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. That was a little, little spoiler of what's to come later. It just feels fresh and exciting. That's all. And yeah. I'm loving that. Yeah, well, the first match I want to talk about was Aqua versus Tochi Notion. Mm -hmm. Now, this was like, uh, so it was rather quick, but brutal. But, you know, Tochi Notion on day one looks a lot different than Tochi Notion on day 14 because he's just so banged up, you know. But he gave a massive forearm blast to, uh, to Aqua and Aqua just immediately sat down on the ground. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of scary. And Aqua shook his head like, uh, what happened? Wow, I just got blasted. You know, never count the man out. Tochi Notion may be injured, but he's still a beast in his upper half. Another one that was fun for me was Kotoeko versus Chiyotairu. Mm. So Kotoeko does some Epic, like Gabori Yotsu, like the, you know, the belly bounce, the belly bumps. Oh, yeah. Which took Chio Taidu to the edge. But just then, with this out right hand outside grip, Chio Taidu lifted up, leans back, and picked up Kotoeko and deposited him outside of the ring. He twisted around at the same time. And Kotoeko had no way of fighting back at this point. So I thought it was like some really nice, pretty, surprising sumo from Chio Taidu. Mm. Um, Terutsuyoshi versus Myoguru. Mm -hmm. Terutsuyoshi did a full-on, like, Henka step to the side. He, I mean, he just kind of jumped to the side, and Myoguru went a tumbling to the ground after a slight pull-down from uh, Terutsuyoshi. It was a Hikiotoshi hand pull-down win for Terutsuyoshi, our salt bay. Um, you, gotta, you gotta give the man props for Henka on, on day, day one. one. I know. I'm. He's full of surprises. He is. Cannot count that man out. Ooh, the Chiyoshoma versus Sadanaumi. Oh, that was a rough takedown, which mm -hmm. looked like a headlock throw, like a twist down, which would be scary as hell. But it it was it was a win for Chiyoshoma. There was a Manoe because I think they questioned whether or not he touched his hair, but um, of uh, of if Chiyoshoma touched Sadanaumi's hair, but mm -hmm. it was determined that he didn't. So mm. it was a Kubanage win for Chiyoshoma. Nice. Chiyoshoma always gets a Manoe. And at this point, I am kind of feeling sorry for him. I don't think he's anyone's favorite for one reason or another, but he does get second guessed nearly every time he steps in the ring. Hmm. <laughs> Just watch. Just okay. see if there's some Chiyoshoma prejudice out, okay. out there. I will. Um, this beautiful Takayasu Uwatanage arm throw yeah. for uh, him versus Okonomi was a beautiful. I figured you were going to fall in love with that one. I mean, it was just good Takayasu I'd missed. It was fun. Now, I think that this Hokuto Fuji match versus Kota Nawaka was really fun um, and interesting. It was a surprise win for Kota Nawaka against 
the veteran Hokuto Fuji. Now, Hokuto Fuji did a good job in the beginning getting his forehead to neck kind of approach on Kota Nowaka. And he had this approach just getting in and under his neck at all times. He stayed really close to Kota Nowaka's chest. All the while, Kota Nowaka was doing a pretty good job of lifting up on Hokuto Fuji. So Kota Nowaka then gets a right inside grip on Hokuto Fuji's belt and seems to dominate Hokuto Fuji all around the doyo. Hokuto Fuji goes for the Maki Kai, though. He does a grip switch from outside to inside, but at that moment of vulnerability, Kota Nowaka sets up for a nice throw, changes his mind, sort of, and then instead just muscles Hokuto Fuji backwards and out. Over the Tawada, Hokuto Fuji steps, and Kota Nowaka gets the win with a chest push-out with a, with a Yori Kitty. Kitty Bayama versus Endo. Kitty Bayama did a great leg pick in this one. This is when Endo and both of them were in the side splits. But Endo is so flexible, he actually went with it. And he did like a high kick, basically. Endo didn't go down. He didn't get thrown. But he did get off balance enough with that leg pick to go backwards and to be pushed out. So, you know, moral of the story is don't let a Mongolian use his legs because he will win every time. Every time. Every time. Yep. Not every time, but unless it's Mongolian versus Mongolian, then... You never know. You never know. Endo did not come out on top with that. It was Yori Kitty win for Kitty Bayama. Takanosho versus Meisei. This was a weird tachi eye. Meisei steps to the side, grabs the back of Takanosho's belt, and Takanosho just goes forward and down with a little help from Meisei. There was a tachi eye of sorts, but that kind of shift to the side by Meisei was so quick that Takanosho couldn't recover from the forward momentum, and then he just got pushed to the ground. Iwatada Shinage was the win for Takanosho. Now, Abi coming in hot. I like this, Abi versus Anosho. It's a nice pairing. Uh, just like wine and cheese. Yeah. It was just like a nice red meat and a nice, nice, really, um, like a nice heavy red wine. Lots of tannins. Who is who? Um, I think Abi is... Is the red meat? Is the meat in the in this yeah okay no no show is, is the, the heavy is bold, the fine wine fine wine okay <laughs> well abi is fierce as usual with his neck supati attack you know par for the course but onosho withstands it you know if you look at onosho's neck it is really thick <laughs> yeah and he withstands it he gets in closer and sort of he's lifting up on abi's arms to deflect all of the supati and the thrusts and all of that attack that abi does onosho then rushed abi backwards and out it kind of looked really easy for onosho and i didn't think when i first looked at this pairing that it was going to go that way yeah but you forget abi's arms are long and lean and Onosha's head, like head and neck is firmly on that body. <laughs> There's no pushing that off. And he is going to charge at you. And that's exactly what he did. Oshidashi win for Onosho. I still wonder, I wonder at the amount of neck training they do for sumo. Because it does produce like tree trunks for necks. Like, Haven't we so seen some muscular. training of them like lifting weights with their neck? Who, yeah. who did that in one of the... Like, was it Miyogiru who I did don't it? Remember exactly. one of the... I've seen it in several trainings, but that can't be the only exercise they do for neck training. No, but they have to protect their neck. I know. 
Otherwise, it's life or death, really. Uh, well, so yeah, I'm glad that they they do that. Yeah, I know, but it does produce those Takara Fuji size, Mitagiumi size. I mean, all of their necks are they ginormous and massive and, neck muscles, and it makes me happy that there's extra support and uh, padding. There. Yes, agreed. Okay, so our Shin Ozeki Mitakiumi versus Ichinojo. Mm-hmm. Mitakiumi. In his debut, everyone's like, is he going to win? Is he going to lose? Well, I'm here to tell you, he wins. He had really good... I mean, the beginning of the match, though, had some really good movement from Ichinojo and some good recentering from Mitakiyumi's blasts and approach. I'd say, overall, it was an even Tachiai, with Ichinojo having a slight advantage, maybe. He rushed Mitakiyumi backwards, but Mitakiyumi shifts and kind of pedals himself sideways around the doyo. Ichinojo then follows and tries a Hitakikomi, but it doesn't work on Mitakiyumi. Mitakiyumi gets in close inside after that and rushes Ichinojo backwards and out. It was an Oshidashi win for Mitakiyumi. And congratulations, your very first win as an Ozeki. Mm-hmm. Okay, also Takakesho, Karaban Takakesho versus Ura. Now, Ura is everyone's fave because he's fun and he's got his Ura antics. And he's got a brand new, beautiful pink mawashi on, it looks like. Um, I don't I don't know if it's new. I did not ask. It's very bright candy pink. Oh, it's good. Got Cotton candy new. pink? Yes. It's gorgeous. Well, he might be loving that, but Takakesha was not having any of it <laughs> because Ura, after the Tachi, I got really low and he managed to avoid Takakesho's epic slap, slappy, slappy, down, down, slap, slap, roundhouse, slappy, slappy, down, down. And he avoided it. But Takakesho still did his usual big enough blast, though, that followed Ura around and finished him off with one big blast at the edge. Takakesho kind of looked like the godfather afterwards with like some serious attitude mm-hmm. and just a reminder that he is just brute strength in yeah. such a tiny, wide package. Yep. He is so powerful. Yes. Oshirashi win. Now, we should play some sad violin music every time we hear Shodai's bouts because it it's breaking it's breaking everyone's heart. Now, somebody I do love this pairing. This is my favorite pairing. One of my favorite pairings that happens in and, all these. And who is what in this pairing? Uh, they're both fine champagnes. Oh, really? I, is well, one a bubbly? One. Well, I wouldn't say they're both fine champagnes. I would say that. I'd say they're both mid-market champagnes, actually, right now. Oh, wow. I mean, a fine champagne is like Terenafuji, right? You know, Kakaru is, you know, was fine champagne. Um, Hakaho would have been like a really nice aged whis- whiskey or something. Anyway, Daisho versus Shodai. With the same playbook as usual, a straightforward win of the Tachiai with Daisho's better put, like positioning. Shodai, you know, is typically up too high he reels backwards and is just now too high and he's still unable to escape Daisho's thrusts I will say on day one I watched this and I watched uh, Wakanohana do a breakdown of physically and it, granted it's in a different language but you can get an idea of what he was saying is that when he's breaking down Daisho's movement if you look at Daisho's back it's like a perfect 45 degree angle mm-hmm. and all of that energy just comes jutting up at Shodai. Mm-hmm. And if your back is arched or you're not in that position, you just 
you you just don't have the leverage. And that's kind of exactly what happened. Daisho pushed Shodai back and out. We've seen it a million times. Um, I wish Shodai had stepped to the side at the edge, but and Daisho was just centered on him the whole time and with the neck attack. So he just couldn't get out of the, you know, Daisho's line of fire. You know, Shodai can do magic at the edge. He can, we've seen him like walk like a cat on the edge and save himself many times. Mm -hmm. Day one and day three, there was, there was just a give up at the edge. There was not even a, an attempt, a fight to try some trickery at the edge. He just got squarely pushed over. It just seems weird, right? Yeah. I, you know, it's only day one, two, and three. I am not counting Shodai no, out. No, I'm not giving not up because yet. I love him so much. I, I I, just feel like there's something off in, in his fighting. There's just something, spark, some spark that's missing. Yeah, it's almost as if he ha- he hasn't quite found the fire in him yet, but I'm holding out. I think what he's doing is he's going for the Hollywood finish. Maybe. I'm gonna, I think he's fighting. He, he's got to have his back up against the wall, and then he's going to turn around and he's going to pull it out for the win. This is only day one. I don't even like talking about this on day either. one. I don't either. Because he's got every opportunity in the world to turn this around and keep a hold of his Ozeki status. Yeah. And these are his toughest matches. Yeah. It'll get so easier. So he could do it. He, he can, can do it. it. I am not losing faith in him. I think he can do it. Yeah. I just like to see him try a little bit more in that split second before he decides to just step out. Sure. Uh, you know, he could be feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders because I think he everyone is screaming and at him. And after every match, lose. everybody mumbles in the audience. I mean, I would be crushed. If yeah. Any Maybe wrestler, the best thing for him to happen is for him to lose his status to get this pressure well, off his back, exactly. and he can just get back to wrestling. I mean, it's happened. Taka- Takayasu is still there. It's happened to Tochinoshin. Tochinoshin. It's happened to Terunofuji. And right. look at what happened to Terunofuji. Exactly. So it is not the end of the world if he loses it. Right. He can gain it again, have a nice long career. But again, let's not even talk about this because it's only day three. That's right. Okay, but we're still on day one. Terunofuji versus Shin Kobusubi. Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu tried a leg pick on the Yokozuna, but the Yokozuna rushed him back and out. Teda Nafuji's so strong, so he didn't even barely lift his leg off the ground. Teda Nafuji is just the pro. Okay, that takes us to day two. And day two was a wild day. It was an exciting day of super intense falls off the doyo, unexpected losses. Let's start out at the beginning, though. Fans of Jasper Kenneth out there. Woo, he got his first win on day two. If you don't know who I'm talking about, <laughs> it's Kotokuzan, who we learned in the preview is the life of the party at his haya, which I didn't even realize. We didn't find that in any of our research. No. So Jasper is the party boy of the room. I love it. <laughs> and he won his first match in that top division. Congrats, Kotokuzan. Yeah. Akawa and Kagayaki had a big old pushing match. And at the finish, Akawa bent his knees super low to try to absorb the last big push from Kagayaki, but then he spun around and he lunged right out of the ring and into the lap of a ringside judge, landing on his legs or on his knees or perhaps on his ankle. I don't exactly know, but something happened in that fall and that Shinpan looked to be injured. The camera in the previews that I was watching of this day, the camera, you know, cut out and went to something else. Mm-hmm. So I don't 
exactly know if that judge was replaced or what happened with that judge. If anybody listening- It looked pretty bad. It did. Yeah. I mean, that judge was in pain. It looked like they landed on his ankle or shin or something. Yeah. So if anybody knows what happened with this judge, please let us know. Because at this point- If you know him, let us know we care about him. (laughs) Yeah. We well, want to make sure he's okay. Usually, like if I'm Listen watching the long, soup. if I'm watching the long version, you can usually see more of the story. Yeah. But I had to watch the previews on this day, so I didn't get any more info. So if you know more info, let us know. And if you get to wear those nice brown jackets, there's danger. You there's can break danger. A, you can break an ankle, y'all. Yeah, Aqua falls on you with that kind of impact, and it can hurt. Yeah. And it just, yeah, did not look good. Okay, remember that fantastic Tochin Ocean forearm blast from day one? Mm-hmm. This time it did not have any success. Nishkigi instead knew exactly what was coming, and he finished Tochin Ocean off with one big old shove with a Yori Kitty win. And I gotta say, I really am liking cheering for Nishkigi. Nishkigi yeah. Because he's been absent for a while. He has put together a series of uh, winning Bashos in Jurio, and he's back and he's on the rise again. Yeah. He seems like he's experienced every single one of those wrestlers enough to know tactically what to do. Well, he's he just got, seems wiser. He's got so much experience from his past visits yeah. in Makanouchi to rely on. It just feels really good to cheer him on because for a long time he was just kind of dropping and dropping and dropping yeah. and dropping and dropping. Yeah. And he's turned it around and I just think it's awesome because I like Nishkigi. Okay. Miyogiru pushes, shoves with all his might and down tumbled Chiyotairu, leaving a crater on the size of the doyo on day two. This was, it was seriously like the hole that he left after that fall was the size of one of the steps in the side of the doyo. It was huge. Uh, yeah. And they had to fix it with a beer bottle. Did they put a beer bottle in there? No, they. Uh, that's how they fix the doyo is they use Asahi bottles. That's what the guys Oh, yeah, use. yeah, yeah, to, to yeah. smooth it out. Yes. Yeah. But I thought you were saying they put like a beer can in there and put clay around it like people make earth no. houses or like recycled homes no they just start everybody grab your beer bottle we got to go fix the doyo yeah they left it for a while yeah but, but then they fixed in it in the break mm-hmm. they then they went to work on it right away but it was the first time i'd seen such a large piece of the doyo fall away i bet somebody got in trouble for that they were like you think it was not built strong you're, enough you were not getting the prize today you were not getting the <laughs> doyo building prize who was know. in charge of the left step it's just the south side. Yeah, it makes you appreciate all of the craftsmanship that goes into building that thing when you see it kind of crumble and then come back together so quickly. Yep. Takayasu. He tried to get squirmy old Sadanaumi's belt in their match. Couldn't quite get it, so Mm-mm. he just decided to execute a throw without the belt. Squinageing Sadanaumi to the ground. Is that a verb? Squinage? Sure, I'm going to make it a verb. He, uh, Takayasu is looking cool as a cucumber and strong on day two. Mm-hmm. And he had that Marlon Brando look about him after that win, too. So I figured you'd, you I wonder if they learned like that, that in sumo school because we've seen it from Takakesho and we see it clearly from Takayasu. I think it's just natural. Okay. Like you throw somebody like that and you just naturally. But then they might have brooding class 101. How do you brood? Oh. Well, we know Taranofuji took that class then. Right. How do you brood? 
on fire. It's just all wrestlers and mirrors. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> they just did. Okay, now, <laughs> fellas, turn to the side, look over your shoulder, and give me that look. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I wish. Wouldn't you love to be in that class? I would. I think I'd be good at it. Yeah. Okay. Okinoumi versus Chiyo Shoma. This was a very surprisingly evenly matched fight with lots of arm jostling, lots of changing of arm positions, each one attempting to throw the other one or to move the other one back, but not succeeding. They pivoted and then did the classic Uwatanage versus Shitatanage, each one trying to throw the other one out, you mm-hmm. know, with that one leg up. We mm-hmm. were just talking about that a second ago, but not succeeding. So it was a big balance test at the end. And Chiyoshoma won this well, round. I know. Even though I love Okinaumi and I think he's got great balance, Chiyoshoma won this one. And I was very impressed with his wrestling. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, Indo looked to be in a little bit of trouble against Meisei, who surged in and knocked Endo back. But then Endo leaned one way and then the other, as he often does to get his opponents off balance. He grabbed the belt quickly, spun, and executed a beautiful Uwatanage. I just love it when I can watch a fight, I can see what they're doing, and it's, it's done without any difficulty. It makes it really easy for somebody like me to go, oh, Uwatanage, I recognize that one. Yes, beautiful. It was gorgeous. All right, Kiribayama. Uwatadashinagade. Hoshoryu. I'm going to start using these kimorite as verbs. Yeah. Okay. He did it. It was a very exciting Mongolian wrestling match. It's kind of my favorite, you know, belt sumo. I love belt sumo. I absolutely love it. With a, with a little bit of trickery in there. There's always well, like a little bit of upper body, lower body trickery. It's full body sumo. It is. It is. And it's just, you just don't know which way it's going to go. And this time it was Kiribayama for the win. And and this was one of those, I guess I was looking at Kimurite this day too, because I, I started to, I had to go back and look again. What is the difference between an Uwatanage and Uwatadashinage? And for anyone else out there who is confused as I am, they are really similar, right? Uwate means outside grip. Uwate. So you grab the belts on the outside and you you sort of turn. Yeah, you sort of turn and throw your opponent, right? You turn your body away, twist, turn. That's an uwatanage. But if you pull your opponent forward and then throw them down, that's an uwate dashinage. Mm. And that is why for the life of me, it is sometimes really hard to tell if they're pulling forward or if they're just turning. Yeah, well, that's why I leave it up to the professionals. <laughs> and even the professionals, what I do like Sometimes it is when they they're wrong. like, it looks like this, but we'll see what they say. Yeah. So I'm like, look, if these people that have been doing the color commentary for like 30 years don't know, then like you and I clearly are okay having no freaking clue what's going on. <laughs> but I also think it's just good to go back and just remind yourself, what are the basic differences between these throws? And in that one, it was just a really interesting one for me to look at. Wakataka Kage. Woo! He looks so strong and so stable against Onosho. There was a huge, huge Tachiai. He looks like a mini tank. Yeah, he really he does. So built. strong. Yeah. He looks like he's juiced And nothing up. jiggles on that boy. No. He is just no. pure, pure muscle. muscle. And, and I got to say, fast. for all the brothers, they all look like that. They all have that yeah. same 
just tight muscle body shape that yeah. is like wow anyway so huge tashi eye onosho tried to escape but wakataka kage was right there he just kept going forward and thrust onosho to the ground with this definitive strong push and i squealed and i gotta love the man if he can elicit a squeal out of me that's some exciting sumo wakataka kage just he looks like he's here to win it or or at least he knows he's got momentum yeah he's got to produce the numbers yeah he's got his eye on the prize okay now speaking of more of the wild let's get to our ozekis and our Yokozuna. Shodai versus Takanosho on day two. Takanosho got low, pushed Shodai up and out. It was kind of classic sumo. Shodai looked really disappointed with himself. And that's when I started to get on the Hollywood movie train. It's all intentional? Yeah, it's all oh, okay. intentional. All right. Okay, because I'm just going to hold on to that faith. Okay. Okay, so that was Shodai taking his record to zero and two on day two. Not the best start. Ura versus Mitakeyumi. Mitakeyumi showed careful, slow, really smart sumo here. Maybe he really is in top physical condition, as he said last Basho. He stayed low. He moved forward. Ura went for his knee. And Mitakiyumi, you could just see him thinking, you will not lift my knee up. You are going one way, Ura, and that is out. And he landed on a shinpan too? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and the direction is into that guy's lap. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way you're going, Ura. But he put up a very, very good fight. Ichin Ojo, this fight really impressed me. Ichin Ojo versus Takakesho. Ichin Ojo, I don't know what he had for breakfast, but he moved in so fast at the Tachiai. Maybe the, that's the fastest I've ever seen that large man move. Yep. And he did not let Takakesho push at all. He completely disrupted Takakesho's rhythm. He well, snuggled he's right bigger. in. I well, mean, he has more weight with the height as well. So Takakesho's well, typical a- game, he can't, even though he has the advantage of like pushing up on Ichinojo, but. No, you would think Ichinojo's that with such a large, with such a large target, you would think that Takakesho would be able to get in there once, but it's like he couldn't even get it started. Mm-mm. So Ichinojo just snuggled in and Takakesho just does not have as much skill on the belt as other wrestlers. He just couldn't escape. So Ichinojo completely overpowered Takakesho with this gorgeous, smart, solid snuggling in technique, which I have to say... Ichinojo snuggling in sounds quite lovely. And this time it took me a We Takakesho have many fans who would, like, who would like that very much. They yeah. pay a lot of money to have that. Absolutely. What Takakesho got for free. This was a surprise loss. So at this point in the day, we've got Shodai losing, Mitakeyumi winning, Takakesho losing, which set us up for the final bout of the day, Terano Fuji versus Daisho. There's a big hit at the top, as you would expect. Terano Fuji went in to wrap up Daisho, and Daisho just spun out of the way. And he pushed really, really big on Terano Fuji. Terano Fuji kind of turned to the side to weather the storm. As he, you know, usually that would work really well. Right foot back, weather the storm. He's strong enough to do that. 
But whatever that injury is, we're hearing it's his heel. Could be more than that. It's hard to say. He just cannot withstand the pushes from Daesho. And so Daesho pushed him out and got a gold star because he's Maegashira 1 That's this right. time. So he got a Kenboshi for beating a Yokozuna on day two, which was a super exciting finish to the entire day. Yes, a big surprise. Day three, everyone. You know, we were talking about Nishikigi earlier. And, um, you know, this match... Him versus Ichiyamamoto was nice. It was a nice comeback for Nishikigi. The youngster Ichiyamamoto, I think he learned a little bit about these pros and that they don't go down easily. Like you can see in him, his brain going, I got it, I got it, I got it, I've got the win, I've got the win, I've got the win. But you can never count out these pros that have been in these situations many more times than you. And that's Nishikigi. Mm -hmm. He had Nishikigi up against the ropes a couple of times, but he couldn't finish him off. So Nishikigi just regrouped, found a center, and charged back. The third charge back, I believe, after being up against the ropes, had him just pushing Ichiyamamoto over the bales and out. It was an Oshidashi win. Um, but... Nishikiki is now 3-0 and after uh, that. I know. That's and a I'm, confidence booster. I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm liking what I see. I'm loving it for a guy that can't even see the audience out there because his eyesight is so poor. I know. He's got to feel good about that start. Chiono Kuni versus Toji Notion. I, I noticed this match just because Chiono Kuni looked energized. Mm -hmm. Like, Chiono Kuni is not in, in, injured kind of Chiono Kuni. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, when I Chiono... Think he is always injured. He is, of course, but he looks like he's not in the first couple of days. He was really coming out of the gate strong and hard. Tochi Notion went down hard after a nice, quick one, two, three punch and hand pull down. <laughs> it was like a really nice, um, quick, fast rhythm from Chiono Kuni that just overpowered Tochi Notion. Hikio Toshi win for Chiono Kuni. Aqua versus Chiomaru. This was an overarm throw on Chiomaru. And I know Aqua's big too, but he got in that side position and he threw and Chiomaru had nowhere he could go other than down. Yeah, it was, it was very pretty Uwatanage. See, there's something just so beautiful about that throw. Yeah, the it's, it's pretty. of it. Yeah, it it's is, pretty. Oh. Maybe it's because the follow through is pretty too, because they're like, I don't want to get injured and I just got to go with it. So you get like... You get a forward roll out of each one of these throws. You get a little extra. Chiyo Tairu versus Teretsuyoshi. This was a long fight. It was. And they both attempted throws. They both, I think, attempted a shitatanage on each other. Chiyo Tairu tried it first and it didn't work. But then Teretsuyoshi found himself in a good position to throw that himself. And so he did. He threw Chiyo Tairu, a much bigger man. Though afterwards, to do that, Definitely realized he may have hurt himself in his elbow or his shoulder. I mean, it was a Herculean effort on yeah. his part that may have injured the salt, the salt master himself. So mm -hmm. we don't know if his salt is going to fly quite as high tomorrow. But um, it was a beautiful win. But at what cost? I know. I thought the same thing. That's what presented itself to him in the moment. And he's like, I'm set up to do this. He's just such a bigger man. And I'm in this position to get that much movement over onto the ground. I was also just so impressed. Teretsuyoshi braced himself against a throw by Chiyotairu. 
Chiotaru tried to throw it, and and he just <laughs> didn't go down. No, he didn't. I thought it was gorgeous. He was not budging. Yeah. And it's that kind of fight that I long to see more of in Shodai right now. That yeah. kind of, I will not go down. down. I will not go out. I'm going to fight this through to the end. Right. And that's what I see at the edge. I'm like, why is yeah. his edge magic not there? Yeah. It's just not. Oh, well. Hollywood Sa- ending. Hollywood ending. That's right. He's doing this all intentionally. Yep. Sada no Umi versus Oki no Umi. Another pretty throw. It was a surprise throw by Okinumi at the edge that gave him the win when it seemed that most of that bout was dominated by Sadanaumi. It was really nice, quick work at the edge, but also incredible ring sense for Okinaumi, who in the moment up against the rails, he just throws a beautiful Uwatanage overarm throw. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. nice work, Okinaumi. He's now one and two. Kotanowaka versus Ishiura. Kota Nawaka threw Ishiura out of the ring. Ishiura fell hard, but in the slow-mo, he was clearly in pain. Something happened at the Tachiai. Yeah, big wince on his face. Yeah, he gave up immediately. And it was almost like it was dangerous to the neck, whatever it was. He was down on the ground for a while. So it was an Oshidashi win for Kota Nawaka, but it wasn't really about, you know? I mean, he won because Ishiura was hurt, but I'm worried about Ishiura. Just a reminder, just the amount of energy and strength that goes into these Tachi eyes is enough to knock anyone out. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Ishiura again in this Basho. I bet you money he goes out. He he did walk out. He did. He carefully walked out, but his head was kind of held to the side and boy, did not look comfortable no. at all. No. So let's wish him well. Let's wish let's, him. Let's hope he goes home and rests and heals. Yeah. We had a nice win over um, Takara Fuji from Hokuto Fuji. It was just good, classic Hokuto Fuji. Big Blast gets in under the armpits and charges him out. And it was nice to see Hokuto Fuji back in action. Um, he seems like he's been under the radar lately, but it was nice to see big sumo from the big man himself, especially up against Takara Fuji, the most steady... <laughs> reliable sumo wrestler i feel like there is out there sometimes <laughs> with the most incredible low body ever yes actually both Although, these guys chiomaru if you watch day All three if you watch chiomaru's buns in day three just to see the way they twitch with yeah. each one of his different moves and shifts it is a massive muscle his glute his glutes are i mean epic isn't it fascinating I just, I am still so fascinated by those bodies that put on all those extra weight. And all their, their bottom the chest. half is like. Yeah, and their bottom half is just pure muscle and totally ripped. And then there's all of this. The gut. <laughs> yeah, there's just all of this, you know, material to keep them safe in the chest and belly. And the massive traps ramming, and neck on top. Yeah, as they're ramming into other people. All the stuff to keep them safe and just pure muscle on the bottom. Well, a fun match for me was Maegashira 4, Kitty Bayama versus Abi. Yeah. Now, two extremely handsome guys, in my opinion, fighting. So that's always a added bonus for us ladies who like the who like the handsome wrestlers. <laughs> we got a big blast from Abi. Kitty Bayama is just not big enough. When you look at them up against each other, you start to see that Abi has put on weight and strength. And you can see, case in point, how that works. Abi just has more momentum behind him in each one of his thrusts, and he wins out. Kiribayama has no answer. It's an Oshitayoshi win for Abi. 
Yeah, those pusher and thrusters are hard to beat if you can't disrupt their rhythm. Yep. Hoshoryu versus Takakesho. So Hoshoryu surprised the hell out of Takakesho with a beautiful Sukinage beltless arm throw on the big man. Takakesho looked like when he fell off the dovo, doyo and he was on the ground sitting kind of like a pouting toddler after he fell, he just went kaput to the ground. Hoshoryu did it at the edge, straight after being charged by the cannonball himself, right to the edge. Um, he turned around and threw a beautiful sukanage. So I loved what Hoshoryu showed up with on day three. I loved it, loved it, loved it, especially up against Nozeki. That's what we need to see from Hoshoryu as he gets better and hangs more in these upper ranks. It's got to be a confidence booster for Hoshoryu. Yeah. And then last two days, you know, he's now one win, two losses. The first two days were not Yeah, pretty. it was a harder start. He was ready to go against Takakesho. Yeah. So Ichinojo uh, versus Shodai. Tough to watch. There was no magic at the edge from Shodai. Nothing. He just kind of got stepped over. He just got charged out Yori Kitty win for Ichinojo. Well, Ichinojo was riding high from that win the previous day. Perhaps. It's a great start for him, too. Yeah. Mitakiyumi versus number one Maegashira, Daesho, coming fresh off the win from uh, Tadanofuji the day before. Uh, but he kind of went down by Slippy Otoshi. Now, that was, that was Mitakiyumi influenced because basically... He's doing his thrusting, pushing game on Mitakiyumi. Mitakiyumi stays strong and he gets his arms. He's deflecting each one of Daesho's thrusts at his neck by lifting up and pushing over, pushing on his shoulder so hard. And one of those that he pushes up and shoves on the shoulder of Daesho was just too much. Daesho goes over sideways and he kind of gets, he kind of falls to the ground. But it's that 45 um, degree angle, don't you think? 45 degrees. I mean, you could slip very easily down. Right. That's a dangerous angle for your body to be at. Right. And sometimes you win. That's and what sometimes gives, you and lose. And sometimes you lose uh -huh. because Mitakiyumi just shifted enough at the same time yep. as moving his shoulder over. There was nobody in front of Daesho. He just yep. hit Poof. the ground. Yep. Tedanofuji versus Ura. Oh. Now this, wow. I hope made Tedanofuji a little nervous when he looked at it. Oh, I'm sure. It was a win by split second and a heel. And that's basically what gave Tadanafuji the win, is that Ura <laughs> stepped over the bales with the back of his heel, and 0.2 seconds later, Tadanafuji stepped out of the ring. I thought this one was super exciting to watch, but it was a reversal. Well, yeah, they gave it to Exactly. Ura, they gave it to Ura first, and it looked like Ura... Had it. Yeah, but the slow-mo, it definitely it was. I think we've seen so many Torineoshis. We've seen so many redos in the past from much further apart, you know, infractions. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, it was so it was so split second. I think it probably deserved a do-over. Um, because we've seen do-overs for much less, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, um, you're saying it the it was so close between Ura's heel uh -huh. and Terra Nafuji's step out was so close. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they reversed it. That the slow-mo showed you clearly his heel went down, but yeah. I don't Ura's think Ura's heel went down. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I mean, maybe Yokozuna's get get the reversal, but everybody else, they just be like, throw them back in, see how they do in the oh, second time no, around. I think I think they would w when it shows it like that on on the redo, on the slow-mo, I think 
think they would definitely, you know, give it to whoever the true winner was. I don't was. know. We've but seen th- revert. We've seen rematches for much less. I just thought it was so exciting. I mean, Ura did. I mean, he really did have a good hold of Terunofuji in that Kataskashi and was pulling him out and twisting and almost had Terunofuji. And Terunofuji just had, was pushing at the same time. There was something so exciting about them both trying that right at the edge and Ura being so close but just that heel grazing on the ground outside of the ring was so damn exciting somebody got lucky Terunofuji got lucky but then Ura got lucky to be in that position I don't know I just I left thinking wow Ura did so well against a Yokozuna because he hasn't been fighting at this level and he pulled out some amazing moves against Terunofuji mm-hmm. but still he is really hard to beat that's all I got. That was day three. Numbers don't really mean anything at this level, but the guys that are undefeated at this point, at the end of day three, Mitake Yumi, Wakataka Kage, Kotono Waka, Takeyasu, Yu Takeyama, and Nishikigi. All right, Nishikigi. <laughs> Let's hold out for a Nishikigi Never count out Nishikigi you show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will change. You never know. Will Shodai pull out that Hollywood ending? Will Terunofuji pull out because of that injury? Will Ishiura be seen anymore in the spa show? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's just too early to tell. I think lots of times they... they I think Ishiura might take two days off or whatever and then come back. He's still got a chance to keep his rank, but he might take a couple of days off to just get the Kachi Koshi. Um, come back for it. I mean, but we'll find out if he doesn't, then it means he's really, really injured. All right. Get those bingo cards if you haven't gotten it before. That's right. We will see you next week when we break down days four to ten, everyone. That's right. Until then, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Sayonara. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.